Back to Country and Cold Cans. I'm Logan, sitting here with Andy, and we have a uh, couple of special guests today. We have Mike and Garrett from the Hippies and Cowboys podcast. Appreciate you guys taking the time to come on there. Dude, thanks yeah. for having us. I, I'm excited for this. I really am. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. This is actually kind of the first time we've been on the other side of the table, I guess. Right. Or the other Not side pretty of the much. Call, this is the first Not the table. Not the table. Yeah. Not the table, but. Yeah, the virtual the, table. The virtual table, exactly. Everything's yeah, 2020, right. everything's virtual. Really. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I saw, like, I've been following you guys for a while, and um, I, I discovered your podcast, like, a few months ago, listened to it some, and I was like, I was like, you know what, like, I want to reach out to these guys, get them on, because we're, we're pretty like-minded for the most part, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I typically have interviewed, like, artists, right, but it's, I think it'd be kind of cool to interview people that are doing something similar to what Andy and I started yeah. uh, a year and a half ago, too. Get a little bit of cross promotion in there too. I mean, it can't. It can't yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, it's uh, it's fun. It's fun doing stuff like that. Like we've had a few guests sure. in that sense. Like we had Grady Smith on, which yeah. was a lot of fun, and, oh, and yeah. somebody who we've actually kind of connected with quite a bit since then. Uh-huh. Kind of a, a bit of a friendship mentor. there since then, even a bit of a mentorship, if you will. Um, yeah. And then like people like W. B. Walker, who's like the fucking country music podcasting legend. Yeah. Um, that was a lot of fun. He's a great guy too. Um, ones like that, like just ones that guests that aren't artists are always kind of a yeah. fun little like mm-hmm. change of pace, you know, instead of sitting oh, there yeah. and asking, you know, yeah, I've been the same kind of people. I've been, uh, like I said, y'all are the first guests we've had. They're not artists, but I, I've got another one in the pipeline that we were going to sit down cause she's based in Raleigh, but mm-hmm. she's, uh, where, which is where I live, uh, Raleigh, mm-hmm. North Carolina. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. um, she and I were talking about doing an interview soon, but then COVID hit. Everybody was, you know, scared to go around everybody. So it, yeah. it's before the Zoom thing. It just kind of got tabled for a while. But she's the uh, digital editor for No Depression uh, magazine. Okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So she lives okay. around here. So that's cool. gonna be a cool interview coming cool. up sometime in the near future once we can get scheduled out there. But uh, yeah. But yeah. So like that's I said, great. you guys, um, y'all, the hippies and po- hippies and cowboys podcast. <laughs> Can't talk right now. Um, all right. just kind of like, I guess both of you t- like, uh, explain like how that came about. And cause I mean, you know, like wait, Garrett, you're in, uh, Canada and I'm Mike, in you're in Canada, Iowa. Yes, sir. So like uh-huh. how, I guess the question is how the hell did that come about? <laughs> um, <laughs> do you want to take you know, it? Do you want me to take it? I can take I can, it. I can, you can, yeah, whatever you think. I'll man. take it. I'll take it. I think you, you took you it the this. last time. I always time take it. it. I always take it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, I started, I guess, uh, a kind of country music account a couple of years ago uh, on Twitter, and uh, I didn't, I, I didn't take it seriously. It was like a uh, bashing pop country kind of thing, which is, you know, my handle was like end pop country. It was like yeah. that kind of thing. And then uh, after a little bit, I realized I could do more good, uh, like sharing the good artists, the real artists out there, sure. uh, versus bashing. Um, and then that's kind of where my my account had grown. And then um, Garrett had a, a very similar thing going on. Uh, yeah, I didn't. In, I didn't start mine till like till like I didn't start mine till long after you started yours. You were yeah. You were on there well before I was, but yeah, mine, was mine probably recent. started I like a year a year ago in May, I think. So I guess about yeah. a year and a half now. So I probably had like a two year jump on you or something like that. But um, I guess uh, we had kind of buddied up. Uh, a little bit on there and one of our mutual followers um was reaching out to us about yeah oh poor rambler uh he he was reaching out to us about doing something together and he threw around the podcast idea and garrett is well versed in podcasts i was not um but I said, fuck I it. Let's to do it. Can we cuss on this show? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. I always tell I only have one rule, one word that's banned on this show, and that's GD. Other than that, fair game, man. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so I said, fuck it. Let's do it. And um, and we, we started out, and uh, essentially, you know, we knew he's in Garrett's in Alberta. I'm in Iowa, and that's like, I don't know, a 20 hour drive. So all of our episodes are going to be virtual. So we figured out a system of recording our own audios and syncing them up. And then uh, with guests, we did the same thing. And 
then that it actually worked out decent for us when COVID hit and all of a sudden in-person yep. interviews aren't a thing anymore. We kind of already had that yeah. system down. So that <clears throat> was a little silver, silver lining to, to COVID. Yeah. We didn't, but, we didn't really have to shift gears as far as that goes. And like, <laughs> yeah. honestly, we were used to that, you know, we were used to doing the interviews and I hate calling them interviews. First of all, I like yeah, calling them interviews. conversations like yeah. podcasts. It's a podcast. It's, it's entirely exactly. different than an interview in my opinion, but for sure, uh, we were already kind of used to doing shit like that. And so it was a little more comfortable for us to like, just, you know, like then when we started, cause kind of right around when COVID hit was, uh, we started to get, you know, some bigger artists than we had been getting mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, some more, you know, attention on social media and things like that. And so that, I don't know, I, I feel like we had a little bit of a, like you said, a little bit of an advantage there because we were already used to doing that kind of thing instead of having to completely change the way we do things. But having said that, I am going to be, it's going to be kind of fucking culture shock when we actually have to do an in-person podcast <laughs> because <laughs> we haven't done up. any of those. Yeah, which is coming, coming up, up pretty soon. So so uh, um, where, where are y'all planning on doing that in Iowa or Canada? Neither. Uh, neither. <laughs> Fucking plot uh, twist. Neither. <laughs> Lexington. Like, is Lexington, that allowed to Kentucky. say? Is that allowed yeah. to say? Well, yeah. Well, it'll. Yeah, it's fine. It'll be in Kentucky. <laughs> where we have some stuff planned down there here. Hell yeah, man. Shortly. Well, that's all I'll say. We won't tell when. Yeah. but Shortly. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I hear that. Yeah, dude. Like, cause, like I said, I like I, I followed you guys for a while, and um, I, I enjoyed. Yeah, like your material and everything and look your logo is badass like that's Thanks. y'all have it thank it's, you that's like, it thank you yeah so i'm assuming the name that's came cool. from the cody jinx song yeah uh, in part yeah in part in part um i mean i mean that was that's the obvious one uh that kind of you know that, that that was where it started and then like kind of the more i got looking into it and like i know that you know willie nelson's kind of been referring to his fans as hippies and cowboys for a long time yeah and, I don't know. It just seemed like it seemed super fitting. First of all, yes, because of the Jenk song. And then like the more I kind of like the more we talked about it, and the more I kind of looked into the the slogan, if you will, hippies and cowboys, it kind of made more and more sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's so. something for me. Like I'm I've like I don't even know if I would say I'm more hippie or more cowboy. Like I'm kind of right in the middle. And <laughs> yeah. kind of when when you cover Americana music or even red dirt music. Um, yeah. A lot of the artists are the exact same way, you know, yeah, of like right, right along the line of hippie and cowboy. And that's kind of what we cover. So it, yeah. it works out in a lot of facets, but uh, works out. definitely, definitely uh, stemmed off of that Cody yeah. Chick song. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I would de- definitely say of like of our uh, broadcast team here, Andy is definitely more cowboy than me. I'm a, I mean, obviously growing up in rural North Carolina, you're going to be at, at baseline country, but I'm definitely uh, a lot more along the lines of the the coastal kind of kind of type of people more said than most of the people in the red dirt scene. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody thing. would call us hippie. No, not at all. <laughs> You're not calling either one of us hippie. No, I've been, called, <laughs> I've been called it. I had a girl call me a hippie one time, and I was like, "Are you serious?" I was like, "I'm probably the most like not hippie person that you could ever meet." Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, you you roll up to a place and roll it up jeans and and camo Crocs and yeah. long hair and glasses yeah, that's, like that's this. Uh, people people will call you a hippie. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, more times than not. Yeah. <laughs> so have you have you guys actually met in person yet? Or no, we're really? supposed that to. That is that is the yeah we were supposed to we were supposed to go to a festival in uh, what was that Whitefish Montana this summer yeah, uh, under the big, sky under the under sky. the big, big sky. sky under yeah. the big sky festival which I mean the lineup was and is fucking killer for 2021 they got back literally every artist that they were supposed to get back and they added like ryan bingham and right yeah Yeah. they added a kickoff show which is like ryan bingham and billy strings i think don't quote me on that it's two fucking like like headliners that are doing like you know the opening the opening night yeah Yeah. (laughs) so that'll be cool um yeah yeah, that was that was supposed to happen then covid kind of you screwed know, up everything for everybody <laughs> screwed that around so yeah, we know how that goes now now yeah we got this thing kind of cooking up here in the next month or so and we'll get down there and do a couple see a couple shows actually uh do a couple podcasts hopefully shoot some videos with a couple artists it's gonna be fun yeah lots <laughs> of stuff sure, man. 
I tell you, I miss, I miss concerts. I do. Cause like, yeah, dude. There, haven't, there hasn't been much going on in North Carolina as opposed mm-hmm. to like Florida and Texas. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Things are still pretty shut down here. Not as much as it is in other States, but it's still pretty shut down here when it comes to like music yeah. and everything, which is unfortunate, but yeah. But, uh, speaking, have you guys been to any like social distance shows? Have you yeah, guys been any well, of those? We don't really distance? have any um, playing here right now. Like none of the none oh, of the really? artists we don't have anywhere. And the, we we did. I did go to one, but it's. I have a hard time calling it a concert because it was in my hometown, and there was like, it was at like a, a little uh, distillery that's in uh, Weldon, okay. North that's Carolina. Right. And uh, there was a guy from Greenville. He was on The Voice actually, but Mikel Buck. He's a Greenville, okay. North Carolina artist. He's a pretty good artist. So if you guys haven't heard of him, check check out best song to probably I would say he has is probably is one called In Came You. It's um definitely worth checking out. His his stuff right. um probably leans a little bit more towards like a um late nineties, early two thousands country kind of sound. But okay. and he's still solid stuff, you know. What what was the name on that? Uh Mikel Buck, M I K E L E, uh, and then Buck. Okay. Yeah. So he's right. he's good. Yeah, we'll we got we've got some uh, pretty good North Carolina artists like here, like Corey Hunt, uh, mm-hmm. Tyler Hatley, Mikhail Buck, like all these guys are kind of like the North Carolina independent scene. It's and then oh, obviously, guys, and then obviously, 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 obviously a huge scene, scene especially bluegrass. Yeah. Like you got, uh, yeah, I mean, Town yeah, Mountain. Yeah, sure. uh, uh, Sarah, I think, I think Sarah Mountain Shooks that. from uh, Rally. Sarah Shooks and BJ Barham. Obviously, BJ Barham. Yeah, the big name. Yeah, you guys. We had a we had a North Carolina episode early on. Oh, did you? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. What, uh, uh, what, what it, was it? You, was that the one with Town Mountain? No, nope. actually, uh, we had. So I'm a big wrestling Nick. fan, being being from Iowa. Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, NC State uh, had a, a yeah, wrestler I always grew up yeah. watching. Uh, Nick Nick Wazdowski, and yeah. he's a big he's a big Red Dirt Americana guy. Yeah. And uh, we had him yeah. on. He's he's good buds with BJ Barham and oh, all. Yeah. And yeah. so we yeah, had him fun. on just to chat music. And, yeah, I'm a I'm a Wolfpack grad, so uh, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm I'm semi familiar with him. Uh, one of my good buddies is a big NC State wrestling fan, so um, yeah. he he loves gotcha. to you know talk about pack wrestling. But yeah, I'm a anytime oh, yeah. anybody wants to talk about pack athletics, I'm always on board. So, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I guess like kind of transition into music a little bit. I kind of want to like get an idea of who are y'all's favorite artists, like uh, that you like. Oh boy. You know, it, I know it's always a tough question. question. Like you, you got to changes daily. <laughs> it does, it? Yeah. So, like, who are the artists? I guess that you've been listening to recently that that you kind of want to talk about a little bit. I let Garrett Jeez. start. <laughs> you're gonna let me start? That's <laughs> put me on the spot. Oh my god. Okay. Well, if you're on the spot, um, I'll I'll rattle off a couple. Sure. I guess. Um, yeah. I've recently i know this can i can speak for garrett on this one uh red barn just yeah. released a, a a studio uh video with a uh, cole cheney uh, yeah. he's a kentucky guy and, and it's really really good so we've been we've been digging into that guy uh, a little mm-hmm. bit um but i mean me personally just like in a broader scheme i mean i think I can still call Turnpike my favorite band. I think they're the oh, best country band of our generation. Oh, 100%. And I'm, I'm going to stick by that for a while. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, I mean, I feel like I don't even need to say, like, the Turnpikes, the Childers, the Sturgills, Colter yeah. Wallach. That kind of comes for granted. But I guess recently, like, the ones I've really been digging into, um, you know, Moon Pies have been a pretty steady kick for me, Mike and the Moon Pies, for, yeah. for a little bit. They did that, uh, that, that, new album they had of uh, the, 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 the tribute album of, of gary stewart yeah. um that uh i actually played that i was coaching cross country earlier and uh, <clears throat> i played that in the weight room today um kids had mixed mixed feelings but that's okay i <laughs> yeah. i liked it so that's yeah. what matters i mean you can't, you can't uh can't hold them to too high of a standard when i go back and look at the music i was listening to at 16 years old it was ridiculous so yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh. a lot of luke Bryan and jason aldean at the time <laughs> Yeah, there's yeah, I have feelings, you know, I have theories on that because that that type of shit music is literally targeted. The target audience is 16 year olds at bush parties, dude. For sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like every you know, like shit like um Jason Aldean's album, uh well, I think it was my kind of party or whatever. Like yeah, you yeah. you didn't go to a party when you were in grade ten. I don't know how old yeah. you guys are, but when I was in like grade ten, grade eleven kind of thing, you didn't go to a party and you aren't without listening to like probably half that fucking album yeah but Red somebody's Bear playing it out of the back of the track right. yeah exactly yeah like somebody's I'm, t- playing I'm 26 that. so like it's i definitely was in that era too. that was when uh yeah 
when yeah we're was real big same yeah i'm also 26 so we got um, that same yeah. exact yeah i think that was yeah, i was like that's... freshman or sophomore in high school when that came out and it was... yeah and even you listen to the pop shit today like that's yeah who they're talking to man that's it's 100 ah, man disgusting it's but it's anyway. terrible i i will say like <laughs> since the mainstream I, there are some guys in the mainstream that I like, like, mm-hmm. and oh, I, for I sure. To, I go to bat for them uh, with some of my independent music friends, just because like, it, there is this idea that, you know, because it's mainstream, it's bad. But, uh, so I push back sometimes on that. Cause like, I really do like John party. I can't help yeah. but like Luke oh, Combs yeah. and Luke Combs is just easy, easily digestible working man music. It's nothing mm-hmm. too heavy and deep, but it's like, it's enjoyable. But like John, Party, I, think, yeah. I think I think Party is is like fantastic, especially when you put the, too. the the caveat of him being a mainstream artist. Yeah, no, I know I like John Party quite a bit actually. Um, I would say yeah. like for mainstream artists, for me, like I mean, obviously, I you know I like because there's artists that I like, and then there's artists that I like genuinely like have in my playlist that I listen yeah. to on a for sure not a consistent basis, but like I'm not gonna like skip them or be like. Miranda Lambert's got good stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Eric, Eric Church. Oh yeah. Obviously. <laughs> um, John Party. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, John Party. I would Midland. say those are. Yeah, Midland. I like yeah, I do. Like, I do like Midland. I'm a fan of Midland, actually. I, I know they catch a lot I of hell because of the, like, the supposed like inauthent- yeah. inauthenticity people. But look, if it's good music, it's good music. Yeah. You know? It is yeah. what it is. It's like I said. It's or like I've said before on our podcast. It's I. Th- I think they do. You know. You can be mad about, you know, you know, air quotes, inauthenticity yeah. or whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, they make good music. So, yeah, you know, it's, I, you know, I'm not going to be, I'm going to be pretty happy to walk into a bar or something or the fucking grocery store and hear on the radio Midland rather than exactly. some other dipshit, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I know Andy's um, very partial to the, uh, what is it, Andy? 14 Gears. I like yeah, that. That's a good song. Years. That's a really good song. That's one of their newer ones. Yeah. yeah, they're, they're good. That, not that last album was pretty good, man. Like I, I gotta yeah. say that, that last album, not bad at all. I, I really like Cheating yeah, songs me too. a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too. I, I like that too. No, Cheating song. Yeah. But, um, um, I don't know. Can I, I argue like, with her? Can I argue with you a little bit? Like, is that fine to just yeah. like pick oh, fights yeah. on things? Hundred percent. I think that's fun. Like to. <laughs> like yeah. it makes we can sit here. We can agree. We can yeah. agree on like Tyler Childers yeah. and Karen Pike. But. So you mentioned Luke Combs, and I know that's yeah. something that I can disagree with, not wholeheartedly, yeah, but a little bit. And I think it's yeah. exciting to like disagree a little bit. Oh, 100%. So, Thanks for more interesting <laughs> listen. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think so. I sure think so. So, uh, and you kind of said it with the only reason I'm not totally sold on Luke Combs is you said it. it there's, not, there's not the substance or, yeah. you know, it's, a, it's an easy intake, I think is, yeah. is how you described it. And it's exactly what it is. Um, however, he, he absolutely has like the country sound you know like oh yeah it's, it's nothing like groundbreaking new original right. like as as far as sound goes but it's a country sound and nobody yeah. can really argue with that yeah um cookie cutter country just, yeah and yeah andy, andy, it is andy's a lot uh more harder yes. on the mainstream guys than i am so we kind of oh, have that dichotomy cool. between me and <laughs> yeah him. yeah but it's uh i don't know like with him i go back and forth i'm like is he actually helping the current state of country music or is right. he hurting it and i I still don't entirely know the answer. Like I said, I go back and yeah. forth, but I, I think uh, just with the lack of substance in his lyrics, I, I think he probably still leans more towards hindering because he's not, he's not pushing anything right. towards changing. Yeah. Um, but I mean, how many, how many fucking songs can you write about beer? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like he, that being said, he has the capacity to write, other you know he's got yeah, some no, songs out there got, that are very well like, written like uh she got the best of me and refrigerator door come to mind like they're they're better songs than what he normally puts out and mm-hmm. i wish he would kind of dear uh here today one off of his most recent dear today that's a good tune. yeah that is i like that one. one but and, i agree like i can um, agree uh that you know that he does kind of teeter on that my mm-hmm. i guess my whole argument i've actually did an entire episode on this the one episode i did by myself okay. before i realized it was too hard to talk with him <laughs> <Yeah. minutes>. but <laughs> um, the the thing with luke holmes like i have some criticisms of him for sure and uh-huh. i think that's that's fair to weigh. Yeah. but right. i do say that if he's the biggest artist in in the mainstream genre which is still the majority of people that consume uh country music unfortunately is you know mm-hmm. mainstream but if he's yeah. the the best artist i consider that a net positive 
for country music versus yeah i agree, I uh, agree uh, that. Yeah, versus like david ryan well. and florida georgia line if he, if he, sam hunt mm-hmm. yeah oh god yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know like i, I i'm, oh, I'm kind of on, like i'm kind of on the hill that like i'm i'm kind of on the hill that like if i'm gonna start worrying about luke you know if i'm really gonna start criticizing luke combs quite a bit it'll be after everybody else has made that shift towards that real country kind of sound uh, yeah. yeah you know right. like now it's like okay you know do your thing like sing your beer songs whatever yeah, you sound yeah. country at least i'm not going to be right. offended when country. i walk into a bar or a grocery store and luke combs is playing or like oh, whatever that know. long neck ice cold beer broke never broke my heart or whatever that's great <laughs> yeah but yeah. I, I'm I'm not gonna be mad when I walk in and I hear that, but I am gonna be mad if I walk in and hear some, you know, you know what I'm talking about that pop Baby, you a song bullshit, you make me you know? wanna roll my <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like oh god, it's not it. Yeah, even that one's palatable sometimes compared to some of the shit that you hear oh, on yeah. the radio oh, yeah, these yeah. days. What was? Oh my gosh, I heard I heard one the other day. I think Grady posted something about. No, it wasn't Grady, but. The song starts out with with like, "Girl, I know what beer you want because oh, you told me Chris and Hyde. I bought it." Is, <laughs> I was that, like, "What?" The that fuck? is like, yeah, that that song is completely ridiculous. I'm ashamed to claim him from North Carolina. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, who was it? Who sings who that? that? I don't even know who that is. Chris, Chris Lane. Lane? He's, oh he's no! A, oh a, yeah, that's uh, not a. Oh. He's a hip hop watch. I don't know much. He went on him. some type of like uh, singing competition. He he wanted yes. to be like oh. a, a hip hop pop artist, and so you, what do these guys do when they claim out for that? They put on the skinny jeans, get a trendy haircut, and start singing about tailgates and tan lines. Yeah, yeah. dude, that's <laughs> the worst part. They yeah. all got the tall hair. They're the, the same, same person. Tall They're haircut. all the same yeah. person. I know. It's like uh, or the DJ mullet. Then the, the Morgan Wallen's gonna turn it into the mullet thing. <laughs> you know, it's funny oh, you bring it up. Like, mullet before you know. Morgan Wallen. I so we two artists we've talked about so far that I just can't explain why I like and don't like them. Uh-huh. Sergio Simpson and Morgan Wallen. Sergio Simpson, I objectively can say he's super super talented, and I recognize his talent. But for some reason, I can't get into his music. Really? No, yeah, I just can't. No. Like That's his first album. His first album was fantastic. Oh, uh-huh. like, and like there are yeah, songs that I, I really great. listen to that make the playlist for me from Sergio, but I just can't get into Sergio, and I don't I don't understand it. It makes no sense. And then on the flip side, I don't know. If, I have no. I don't know if we want to let Andy jump in at all. He's he's been awful quiet, but yeah, yeah. Sergio. Sergio lost me about halfway through on his albums. I was about the same way. I lasted longer on Sergio than you did, but when he to me it got a little <laughs> too psychedelic for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I like I kinda about it. Got lost. I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of, I, I kind of like the the psychedelic kind of thing. I mean, I th- honestly, dude, like, meta modern sounds and country music yeah. is no, maybe same. like it's in my top three favorite albums of yeah. all time. That's not a joke. It, like, it might a, be my, it album. might be my favorite. It might yeah. be my favorite. It's yeah, a yeah, um, so that's that's just, tough to say, but it's 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 up there. Yeah. That's I a know, serious like, contender. I, I get it. I totally get it. And I, I want to like um, some. I really do. I just, for some reason, yeah. get into the music. I think, that's, I think that's if, okay. if, if someone's going to get turned turned off by Sturgill, I mean, there's obviously been a lot of talk since Sound and Fury. Like, Sound and Fury. I, I mean, I wouldn't even know if I called that psychedelic. I don't I don't know what the hell you no, call it. No, that's just... But <laughs> you you certainly don't call it a country album. And, no. and I no. think... I don't know, as a country fan who, or if you're like, I'm just turned off by it, I don't want it really, like, that's where you're drawing the line. Yeah. I think just ignore it, maybe. Like, oh, yeah. it's not bad. I don't think it's yeah. bad music, but yeah, it's certainly not country. And if you're a country fan, it's no. certainly, I can, I totally understand you being like, that, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I get that. But like, my advice would be to ignore it. You know, I'm someone yeah. who, for, for Jason Isbell, it took me, I don't know, probably six months of off and on trying him yeah. to actually get it. And eventually it clicked. Something yeah. happened in my life, like an event happened or something where I related to the song. And I was like, oh, this guy is like, you start realizing how good of a songwriter he is For sure. and how good of a musician he is. And I think Sturgill's pretty similar to the same way where it's yeah. like, I, if, if you're like one who's like, I just don't get it yet. Maybe give it time yeah but I think, uh, uh but if, if you're someone who's like just put off by sound and fury uh mm-hmm. ignore it <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> forget that, that album ever happened yeah. <laughs> i would think and i mean i'm i'm not 
I don't doubt you guys have done so already, but for right. somebody that can't get into Sturgill for me, you got to like, you got to even go through some of the shit that kind of maybe put you off. Like, I don't know if, uh, what is that? Sailor's Guide to Earth was like the one that kind of started to put you off, here. but a it's a little, like, it's got, it's got some different, you know, themes and sounds to it. But that one, like, if you listen to that album from front to back, yeah. you get like a whole new appreciation for right that album in particular. And I think Sturgill and like, you maybe like understand Sturgill a little more after you like yeah. listen to that front to back and kind of like, especially if it resonates with you, it may not. You yeah. might listen to it and still be like, ah, oh, this is garbage, right. but <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, give I mean, it, to give I, it a chance it. in that sense. That's, that it. always works for me. Like if I don't understand an artist yeah. or I'm like, I don't get why people like this guy. I just go like, okay, well, let's listen to the whole thing in order, not on shuffle or whatever. Like yeah. jump around from album to album. The way an album, album like, is, is supposed to be listened to. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Listen to it like a record. Exactly. So I don't know. That always seems one, to one of the work that, for me. But. One of the things that gets me with Sergio is it, it goes with other people too. Is that I get a bias with it is where the first two albums with Sturgill is what I really like. And then mm-hmm, Tom yeah. is like, well, this isn't what I really liked about Sturgill. And then you have a mm-hmm. bias to it and it just makes right. it's not that I think it's bad, but it's like, I, I it's just, just like disappointing stuff better. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I, th- I think I you're not mad. You're just determined <laughs> bias. <laughs> yeah. I think my, it's my, an my, expectations sure. game. Because, like, I know that, uh, like, for instance, like, you brought up Isbel. I love Jason Isbel. Uh-huh. I'm a big proponent of Isbel. And, um, but Andy just can't get into it. And it's like, I, I, said, I, can't. I said the same thing. Like, that I you said, Mike, it. was like, my, you got to yeah. kind of d- dive into it. Mm-hmm. My biggest thing with Isbel is that I can't understand his make voice where I can't make out what he's saying. Springsteen's the same way, really? both of them. Yeah. I have such a hard time. Like, it's probably just me, but. I can't make out what you're saying very well. And it, at that point, if you're a great songwriter and I can't make out what you're saying, it's kind of defeating the purpose for me where it's clearly the guy's great, but just, I just, just ain't for me, I guess. Yeah. Interesting. I don't think I've ever heard that for Sturgill. I've definitely heard, or not for, I don't think I've ever heard that for Isbel. I've definitely heard that for Sturgill. Yeah. Um, with not being able to understand. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, maybe I don't know. For me, I try to like learn a lot of Isabel songs on the guitar, and then yeah, like as it, when you're learning those yeah. songs, you have a any song you learn on an instrument, and you're learning the lyrics, you're going to have like a much deeper connection to those because you're trying to memorize them, and then it, it connects, and then you you start to realize you know you think a lot deeper about it on those. So I think that might have been a turning point for is for Isabel too. But I don't know. Maybe you'll come around. I'm not gonna ever be like you know hound somebody over not getting isbel because i i was yeah. the same way you know i yeah. didn't for a long time understand so understand what I, he was about one thing i did want to get y'all's take think, on um yes go i mean go ahead mm-hmm. Gary. no you, you oh, got no, i was just I, I was gonna ask you a question you, you oh, go, go for it yeah, i was yeah. gonna shift gears and no 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 i, I don't want to throw you off go do your thing i got it written down anyway okay cool um the one thing it's i did your podcast get, not mine <laughs> I did want to get y'all's take on this because like Andy and I explicitly, you know, have said from the beginning that we're not strictly just a country music kind of thing. We're like, we're more roots music in general, like is what our aim is. Cause yeah. a lot of the mm-hmm. bands we listen to and in particular more me, sorry than more so than Andy is like, I'm really into like that kind of alt country kind of thing, which Raleigh used to be major for alt country in the nineties. And um, then also like the kind of more rock leaning stuff you get out of Texas. I wanted to know y'all's take on the, like, there seems to be around uh, with these artists in Texas that are around like uh, our age, this groundswell of more rock leaning artists. Like, I mean, you got the, obviously the big ones, Co Wetzel, you've got Austin Up Church, uh, like Cody Reed West, uh, Geo and the Guns. Yeah. I mean, Reed, yeah, Reed Southall. Guess, but... Yeah. So like, what is y'all's take on that? Like, uh, I guess <clears throat> from the prism of, of your, <clears throat> I guess, stated thing of like, you know, with country music, how, how do you feel about that within the Texas scene? tough to like that's a that's a tough that's a tough question because like as somebody who's not from texas Mm -hmm. i don't think you have like like i think i think if you're from texas you kind of have like a precon ah, that's not even the way i want to put that like i feel like if if you're not from texas you don't totally like understand it maybe or like you don't have the same appreciation for it i guess because like Mm -hmm. texas is so like so into like 
promoting their own and you oh, know yeah. even if it's not totally country sounding it still sometimes gets called texas country just for because sure. that's kind of you know what it is and maybe and maybe it's just because it comes from a good place of like trying to get them more you know well known just by calling them country sometimes i guess yeah. i don't know I, like i'm i don't know i'm just kind of rambling here but like for me like i, I like co wetzel's music yeah um he's not always you know he's not gonna bl- <laughs> it's he's it's not, a little heavier but it's the wheel like, when it comes to songwriting that's, but that's no no <laughs> like like <Okay>. who's <laughs> who is sober enough to take me to taco bell yeah. like <laughs> who hasn't but I, I i still like it man i yeah, yeah. i i, I yeah. still like it i think co-ed's all and i almost more sometimes in the music i just love that those guys are fucking like doing their thing and not yeah really worried about whether somebody is going to call him country or if somebody's yeah. going to call him rock like co wetzel says it himself he's like I haven't made a country record yet. Yeah. He said himself, like down the line, that's something he's into. And I don't know if you guys, how wise you are in Cole Wetzel, but if you go back to some of his Very. music that he put out, uh, Cole Wetzel and the Convicts. Yeah, yeah. And, the and I think the, I think the album is called Out on Parole. Out on Parole. That yeah. one, those yep. that that's pretty fucking country sounded to me, like way more country sounding than you know yeah, Harold's all high. Noise complaint on, yeah. Your noise <laughs> oh, complaint, yeah, no, exactly. So noise like, complaint. And so. I, I kind of like it. Like I think there's a album. place for yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think there's a place for it. it I don't know if I want to sit there and call it country totally, but sure. at the same no. time, I think it's good music, and I think that's something that shifted my like view on basically even country music as a whole. Like you talk about roots music, you talk yeah all this shit, like roots music, Americana, red dirt, you know, folk music. Yeah. Is it, is it Texas bluegrass? country? Is it fucking yeah. bluegrass? Is it whatever? You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I've kind of shifted from being like, you know, Oh, that's country or that's not. So now like, is it good music is or it is good? it yeah. bad music? Exactly. Right. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I don't know if that answers your question, but that no, was I mean, kind of yeah, my I mean, it, feelings it on does. it. Because like I, I can jam to some Cole Wetzel or like Reed sure. Southall, yeah, and then yeah. go listen to Town Mountain in the next breath. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> I, and I will tell you, probably the most fun concert I've ever been to was a Cole Wetzel concert. It was probably it looks like fun. <laughs> Hell yeah! Yeah, <laughs> I've I've only been to one. It was a pretty good time. It was on like a Wednesday night. Yeah. And I, nobody there, you wouldn't have known it was a Wednesday night yeah. if you were at the place. Right. A, yeah. <laughs> you would have thought it was the Friday night of a four day weekend or something, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But um, Andy, I, I don't know. I won't um, weigh in too much on it. Garrett covered a lot. So, yeah. yeah. I, I got you. Andy, you, you were about to say something about Coach. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, too, that his EP that he put out, too, before out on parole was just as. Yeah. Is just as country as out on parole was as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he's the he's, one he's good. I find he knows what he's doing. You know oh, what I mean? Like, I think he could go make another out on parole like tomorrow if he really wanted to. But I think he's just like having fun being a rock star right now. Yeah. So he said, "When he turns, okay, let him do his thing." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan, but uh. So yeah. um, I was, what I was going yeah, go to ask you is like, cause we, we, you asked me and Mike, like what our favorite artists were or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Mike kind of gave you an answer. I, I didn't really get in there, but like, I want to know like what your guys is, you know, what are your, even like a top five, just like not, it doesn't even have to be totally like people that maybe influenced you to mm-hmm. like, like this type of music or get into doing this. But you know, give me a give me a couple artists that kind of inspired you guys to first off like do this, and then like oh yeah, which is what what got you into country music, I guess. That's actually a, um, an easy question for me. Like first, I will say what got me into country music from the beginning was 2003's Dirk Bentley uh, self titled record. I put that record up as still holding up and being a good album. Like that album, like I got it. I think I was like nine years old when it came out. And that's kind of what what really got me. Like I, I'd always grown up listening to George Strait and Alan Jackson, Travis Tritt, all yeah, these guys. Right? As we all did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's like that was the first <laughs> album that I really listened to. So I have to mm-hmm. kind of throw it to that one with what sparked my interest in music. But when it comes to this particular like style of music and this podcast, it, 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 me and Andy always yeah. like to say we can pinpoint the exact yeah, moment. Be. Yeah, we can pinpoint yeah. the exact moment of our musical awakening, and that was a uh, Lincoln Theater. Um, 
American Aquarium, Turnpike Troubadours, and John Moreland Show in 2015. Damn. We were 20 years old. Hey, what? We had just heard of American Aquarium <clears throat> and had just like walked in uh, like, Let, let's check these guys out. I've heard a couple of their songs. It's pretty good. And we discovered Turnpike that night. We discovered American Aquarium. Like, and that just completely flipped okay. it for me. Is, no shit. is that is that the concert where uh, John Moreland has a video out where it's like, uh, you don't care enough for me to cry, I think it is. And he's up there, and like before the song starts, he like drops his pick, and he's like, oh, I'm losing all of Evan Felker's picks up there. I wonder if that's the same show. It might be. Because in the back behind him is an American Aquarium drum. Yep, and I was there. like, why are you losing Evan Felker's picks if it's an American Aquarium drum? But that would make sense, or at least Everyone it was probably think. the same, same tour, same, tour. same yeah. year, same tour. Yeah, it was definitely. I think it was that uh, that concert actually, just because they um they the three of them weren't necessarily on tour together. Um, I'm sure. Yeah, it was a release party. With, it was an album release party. Yeah, it was technically the first year uh, of Road Trip to Raleigh, and um, oh yeah, that was like the how we discovered it. We went to night two of the initial Road Trip to Raleigh <laughs> before it was branded as that. Yeah, so it had it was the Wolves album release party back then. Okay, Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's that's crazy because Turnpike was my intro to this whole world too. You know, my first my first Turnpike show had Charlie Crockett open. Oh yeah, and that that yeah that distinct night changed changed everything for me with (laughs) this music world. So it's it's funny that a Turnpike concert did Mm -hmm. the same for you. But, and that was like really like our introduction to Turnpike too. Like we, and since then, like me, Andy, and my brother and his wife flew out to Oklahoma for New Year's Eve to go to Kane's Ballroom to see Turnpike and American Aquarium on New Year's Eve. And having holy them, fuck, that was a a sick show. Like Kane's Ballroom is a fantastic venue. It's one of my on favorite New Year's Eve. There. I've been there a couple yeah. times. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's insane. Yeah, New Year's yeah. Eve. I like what you yeah. said there about like. Uh, kind of like how you described dirt uh dirt spently for you like because i've talked about that on our show before mm-hmm. like you know you yeah we all grew up you know if you were you know in our age, age range of i mean i'm 24 you guys are 26 um if you were born you know in the 90s or even like the late 80s kind of thing yeah. like yeah you grew up listening to george Strait and alan jackson and all that like everybody you just said you know and i think that's like why we see like this whole like nineties country kind of like, yeah, it's almost becoming like a cliche or like this little, like everybody's trying to be nineties country right now or like sound like at least in the mainstream, I mean, like as a broader, like the kind of, kind of a deeper kind of perspective, I guess. Like it seems like everybody's trying to like pick off of that vibe of like nineties country right now. So we all grew up listening to that, but there's always that one artist or, a couple different artists or maybe somebody in your family like introduced you to some other Mm -hmm. some other music that wasn't just that you know 90s radio country like and i'm not saying that shit's bad at all yeah i love that music but i'm just saying like we all you know that was always there but there's always that one artist that you were like really connected with and you're like that's one that i discovered you know what i mean rather than oh like you're listening to Alan Jackson with your mom and dad a lot, but yeah, yeah. you know, for me, that for me, it was a uh, core blend. Oh yeah. And yeah. to a lesser, to a lesser extent, because my grandpa uh, is a huge, like him and my grandma were always playing music when we'd be at their place and like big, like Johnny cash fans. Like I, I can remember sitting there watching TV the day uh, at my grandma and grandpa's place the day that Johnny cash passed away. Um, so like, Johnny Cash and Corblund, like I always thought Johnny Cash was like the coolest shit ever. Yeah. Like I was always like, like I was like 10 years old, like like Johnny Cash is my favorite. And like Hank Sr., like I like my grandpa kind of got me into like this all like super, right. super old country music that I was just yeah. like, oh, that's the cool, like that is it's cool. And I thought it was cool because it's different, which is like funny to like li- think about now. Oh, I know. Because what I think <laughs> is great and what I think is cool is different than everybody else. Oh, I know. Same here. But uh damn, and I, I don't know if you guys are wise on Corblund, but He's, he's my shit. I, this I, is I this Corblund. is why this is why uh, Garrett and Corblund. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he's from Alberta. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and he's and he's fucking fantastic. I'll have. Hey man, know, you so. got you got to rep the home team. That's why I'm such a <laughs> big American Aquarium fan. I'm home, not even just being a homer, right man. Like <laughs> I think Corblund is underappreciated and misunderstood by by a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, I think uh, the, no, everybody. Right. At, 
everybody I talk to, they're like, oh, Corblen, like, yeah, he's okay. I'm like, no, you don't understand. He's <laughs> fucking amazing. But I don't know. People don't Who get it. Who are some Canadian country artists that you think we should check out? Because I'm not as familiar in that scene. Have you heard of, have you heard of Coulter Wall? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do the culture one. <laughs> no, no. How about uh, obviously you've heard of cold? <laughs> Blake, can I have Blake Bergland? <laughs> uh, yeah, one of our buddies, Blake Bergland. Dude, and I always a, forget. Yeah, Blake Bergland's fantastic. And his wife, uh, Belle Plain, she's she's yeah. great too. Um, there's uh, the Dead South. Like, yeah, Coulter, Blake, the Dead South. I, I don't mind the Dead South at all. Um, I like now you're putting song. me on the spot. There, there's, there's been a few. I've been trying um, to actually get into more like Canadian. Rush. Uh, there's a <laughs> rush. <laughs> yeah, rush. No, not rush. Um, <laughs> let me. They're you gotta let me think about that for a minute. There's a, there's a fellow from Manitoba I really like. His name's Joe Wilson. He's, okay. he's pretty good. He's pretty like, he's good. Like, you know, Waltz is like old. You know, he's kind of, he's kind of like Coulter-ish, like kind yeah. of music like he's he's kind of old time country but it's like it's country gold it's joe yeah. wilson's really good uh, i would definitely check him out um trying to think man yeah you guys put me on the spot here <laughs> <laughs> it's tough i get it uh zach zachary lucky he's good oh, i like lucky. him a lot yeah, yeah. he's a good yeah he's, he's good solid um yeah i don't know i'm blanking right now if i think i want i'll spit it out there Oh, yes. a guy named Mar- Marcus Sommer. He's from down oh, south yeah. here in Alberta. He's good. He okay. does some good, like, he's super, like, Western music. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But he's really good. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. It's tough. Oh, I'm trying to think. There's a guy I was just listening to the other day. Was, he's kind of singer-songwriter, kind of rootsy stuff that's really, really good, actually. Or what I've heard so far has been really good. His name's Dennis Bowman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he's from B- He's from British Columbia, I think. Yeah. Uh, he's solid, too. I know the Andy's. Yeah, there's there's a few. There's a few. What's that? I said I know. I think Andy. Andy, you're a big Culture Wall fan, aren't you? I really like his first EP a lot. Yeah, that's it. That whole EP to me was just fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, that EP that that first one he put out, it covered so many different like types of sounds in it too, and it I thought Mm -hmm. that one was just fantastic. I think I think that's something. Imaginary Appalachia. Yeah, that's it. Imaginary yeah, Appalachia. Yeah. I always forget the names of everything. Yeah. When, yeah. As soon as you start recording was, me, I can't remember the name of anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's me. I'm like, oh, I'm blanking here, guys. Like, fuck. Uh, I don't know. Canadian people. Who do I know? Um, but <laughs> okay, that, like, Coulter was living in Kentucky at the time when he recorded that, I'm pretty sure. Cause was so, that the one he had the... Uh, did that's he, Sleeping that on the Blacktop and like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Johnny Boy's Bones. Mm-hmm. That's why... Mm-hmm. I, I always wonder how long he's going to get away with the intro to that one. Yeah. Oh, I wish I were Yeah. Probably Canadian, not uh, Canadian singing I'm that to start a song is always funny. <laughs> All right. So uh, I guess let's kind of transition to the lightning round, as I like to call it. Cause Ooh, cool. We, uh, right. we kind of – it'll be partially – some of it be uh, somewhat music-related, some of it not completely at all. But um, I guess first thing, just to kind of ease into it with uh, the music aspect, what's your favorite venue you've seen a show at? Hmm. You go ahead, Mike. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. This this one's different for me because you have indoor and outdoor kind of aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Um, the the amphitheater that I thought that I saw Turnpike at the first time in Des Moines was my favorite outdoor venue I've been to just because it's kind of buried into a hillside along the Des Moines River and that that was pretty cool um but indoor uh I guess shit you know what I'm just gonna throw that out of the way because John T. Floors and Helotus yeah um it's outdoor too so I guess that one wins John T. Floors and Helotus uh was uh, just outside of San Antonio. That was cool. You got a bunch of Texans out there all appreciating yeah. uh, Texas music. <laughs> yeah, that's hard to beat. So, yeah, I guess that one. What about you, Garrett? Man, it's it's tough because I, you know, like, especially in this, I haven't been to the live music like you guys have been to. Like, things, you know, these artists don't travel up to Canada. And when I'm in the States, it's tough yeah. to make that work. Um, 
So I'm going to say, and honestly, like the, the artist in the show can change your opinion on oh, yeah. such a question as well. Uh, but right now I'm going to say uh, the for something for you Americans, the Brooklyn Bowl in Las Vegas, I saw Parker McCollum open up for Robert Earl Keen, who's like one of my favorites. It's my dad's favorite artist. Yeah. That was really cool experience to get to see Robert Earl Keen with him while we were in Vegas for the NFR. That was that was a lot of fun. It was a badass venue too, like not just because of the show, but I was amazed at how many people I left after Parker McCollum and didn't stick around for Robert Earl Keen. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was kind of upset. <laughs> yeah, all the college kids, yeah. I guess they had better places to be, yeah. but anyway. Yeah, the probably the Brooklyn Bowl, or there's one up here in Edmonton where I saw Coulter for the first time. Yeah. Which was cool because there's two levels to it. And so I was kind of I was up on the balcony right on the rail with two of my buddies and my girlfriend. And uh I was kind of like right up over top almost of the stage. So yeah, it was basically like being in the front row, but you were up higher. It was called Union Hall uh okay. up here in Alberta. Nobody will know what that fucking means, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was that was a cool venue too, but I guess those are my answers. <laughs> I hear that. All right. So college or NFL? I guess that's more for, uh, oh, for Mike. Yeah. College. That's my question. I got to pick the NFL because I don't know what the fuck <laughs> going on with all the college football. And you, are you a Hawkeye fan? I'm a Hawkeye fan. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I did sports at Iowa. So I'm a, I'm a big Iowa fan. Grew, I grew up here and college just, I mean, the, the college football environment uh, yeah. is second to none on the NFL. And, I mean, yeah. You can't beat it. It's, it's yeah. not even close. You guys me. are finally going to get to play some football here in a few weeks. Coming up three weeks from Saturday. Yeah. I know you're Go excited Hawks. about that because I was uh, – well, got the day circled on the calendar. <laughs> college, oh, yeah. football, college football is almost like a, a religion in the southeast. And when there was oh, a prospect of us not playing, people were, like, getting pissed off, myself included. Upset, perhaps. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. For up until very, wow. very recently for me, yeah. uh, we we're, were thinking it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah, well, three weeks, just yeah. three and a half weeks, I guess. <laughs> All right. So uh, I guess uh, our, uh, this is going to be probably seem very stereotypical, but Garrett, are you an NHL fan? Uh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an NHL fan. I, I, I mean, I grew up playing hockey. I started playing hockey when I was four years old. So, yeah, yeah like. You know, growing up hockey, and I'm from a town where we had six brothers actually play uh, in the NHL back in the day. Called the, they're called the Sutter Brothers. I don't know if you guys are big hockey fans, but anyway, a, so like basically in my town, hockey hockey's hockey's kind of like a fucking religion in my yeah. town. Like it's the thing. Like if you don't play hockey, you're a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, but because I, I li- I'm from a town of about a thousand people. Yeah. So it's pretty small. Like hockey is the thing to do. So I grew up playing hockey, but um actually played some college basketball in Canada. Oh nice. Um, so I'm I'm more of a basketball fan, I will say. Yeah. I'm, an, I'm an NBA fan. Yeah, I follow the NBA probably closer than anything else. Yeah. Who's and team? actually I'm actually a pretty big uh who's my team? Yeah. The Clippers, unfortunately. Clippers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Clippers and the Spurs were kind of, yeah. kind of my my two teams, I suppose. Uh, and I, and I have to be an obligatory Raptors fan. Raptors when, fan, yeah. When when the time comes, <laughs> the one Canadian, just, just you know, the one Canadian team, you got to kind of yeah. cheer for the Raptors a little yeah. bit too. So yeah, but I, uh, I mean, my favorite player is Tim Duncan. So the Spurs, oh, yeah. but like I was also like a massive Blake Griffin and that yeah. kind of Chris Paul, Blake Griffin era Clippers yeah. fan. So those teams were good. They Clippers, just could never get but, over the hump. Yeah. yeah, injuries and you know couldn't hit a three against the Rockets. No. And the Rockets <laughs> hit like oh went like when they go like eight for twenty seven or something. Like that. Yeah, yeah, it was fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I don't like to talk about it. <laughs> I'm going to insert my plugs for the the Josh Smith fucked us up. I don't know if you guys Blues. know what's going on. Okay, okay. See, I'm a Carolina Hurricanes fan, and I don't oh. really have a I don't yeah. really have an NBA team. I, I, I watch more hockey than I do the NBA actually. Yeah. <laughs> weirdly enough yeah. being in in a southeastern coastal state i'm i watch hockey <laughs> yeah but that's been I relatively recent a... though i've only been watching hockey here and there for about like four years three years like it's not like i'm a dot in the wool hockey guy either it was just like when it was a cheap thing to go to when the cane sucked and then when they got good for yeah the last two seasons it, it's just been fun so <laughs> well i mean they made the cup finals in 2006 yeah against edmonton actually yeah um yeah so right. was, I mean, the can the Canes haven't been bad. They've been, they've been okay once in a while. Oh, yeah. It's, dude, while. it's honestly as a Canadian though, and somebody who like hockey's like ingrained in everything you yeah. fucking do and 
go and, you know, you go see it's everywhere you look like it's cool to see how much it's grown in the last oh, like yeah. five, five, 10 years down in the States and see that yeah. there's actually like, I went to a game, me and my buddies went to Nashville two falls ago and we went to a predators game. Yeah. And, uh, it was like, they, they're fucking wild about hockey there. It's, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, it was cool to see. It was cool to see for sure. Okay. So what is your late night go-to fast food, uh, chain that you like to hit? Like you, we talked about Co Wetzel Is anyone sober enough to take me to Taco Bell? Damn. What is it for the hippies and cowboys guys? <laughs> I like McDonald's. I'm not going to lie. I'll go get a McDouble or something or a Big Mac or some nuggets, you know, it's like, you talking like okay yeah it's 3 a.m we've been drinking and shits and it's time to that or like i like ordering pizza i'm a big pizza guy yeah. where in college like that was a thing you just order a shitload of pizza yeah. <laughs> pass out about an hour after you eat <laughs> what about you sorry yeah. I, I was kicking my lights um on accident uh let's see uh yeah mcdonald's is i if i'm being honest I like uh, McDonald's. I'm not gonna. That's lie a good to you. one, and <laughs> and you got like Uber Eats now or whatever, yeah. so you can you can just get it delivered. Oh yeah. Uh, but I guess in Iowa City, uh, there's two pizza places. One's called uh, Thalbo's, and one's Gumby's. Mm-hmm. And we have Gumby's those, here, yeah. they're they're terrible. I mean, they're not yeah, yeah. good, but no. if it's at bar <laughs> close, and they are, or Poncheros, we got Poncheros. If anybody knows what that is, it's it's like a Chipotle. I've heard, but, okay. but it's better. It's better. It started in Iowa City, so we're yeah. biased. But uh, <laughs> great, great junk food and yeah. hungover food. It doubles oh, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Oh, well, I've heard, heard of that on the yeah on a you betcha videos where I heard of Ponchero's. That oh yeah, it's a real Midwest thing, and I think that guy's from around here. I think we, like, we ran into him at a bar a couple years ago. So yeah, oh, he's nice. he's around here somewhere. What about you, Andy? What's your uh, your go to food? I don't think I've ever asked you that. Yeah, it's probably cook out. Cook out. Yeah. So in North Carolina, there's this chain that um is started in Greensboro and it's starting to matriculate throughout the southeast now. But if you're ever down this way, definitely recommend going there. Um up until the last few years, they never had indoor seating. It was a do- double drive through place. And that's oh, wow. the late night go-to spot in North Carolina is cookout. Like it's it's for the <laughs> amount of food you're getting, it's like six bucks. It's ridiculous. We lived off of it in college. <laughs> But definitely sounds like my kind of thing. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> they're open to like five a.m. Like so. <laughs> they know oh, yeah. who the audience is. They, yeah, they they know okay. what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, speaking of you betcha, I I figured I had to be on here representing Iowa. I got my yeah. corn cob, bush light aluminum can. Oh yeah, look at stock and a, everything. That's oh, yeah. a perfect segue because the next question uh, before Uh-oh. we wrap things up was, "What is your beer of choice?" Because our name is Country and Cold Cans, mm. and we used to drink beer while we yeah. were. Yeah. But then it just got too difficult uh, to uh, to like. Well, well, he's podcasting and driving. You can't be drinking uh, exactly, beer. Exactly. <laughs> not supposed to be. Yeah, you're not supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, not supposed to be. I mean, technically, you can, but yeah, you, you can do should. a lot of things. You, you probably can, shouldn't. You can do a lot yeah. of things. Yeah, it's not the 80s anymore. It's, yeah, it's frowned upon after 1985. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, after that. Uh, I'll, I'll answer right. with I'll answer with bushlight. Yeah, go ahead. Give her I'll light. answer with bushlight. Bush Easy bush answer. Light. Boom. Bushlight. We knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, I Bud Light probably. <laughs> Bud Light. I, I I drink a lot of Bud Light. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty. I'm pretty like. I'm pretty open to trying new things. So I, yeah. you know, I've I've recently I've been drinking Michelob. Those are okay. I don't mind that at all. Yeah, no, but I'm not. I'm not too. I'm not too terribly picky. Like right. when it comes to beer, like I'll drink whatever. I actually, beer of choice is Coors Banquet. Banquet. Yes, okay. that's my beer. Change, of let choice, me change my answer. It's yeah. Coors Banquet. But but about six in months ago, gotta be in the studies. About well, I don't really care where it is. It's in a can or a bottle. But Coors Banquet up until like six, maybe eight months ago, maybe at the New Year kind of thing. Like up here, you can't get Coors Banquet anymore. Right. For a long time, like you could not buy Coors Banquet up here. And then like for the last like three or four years, you could just buy Coors Banquet all of a sudden. And then now they fucking cut it off again. So I don't know. I've been, I need to start writing emails like one a day or something like that because I'm <laughs> yeah. pissed off. But so here's the thing. They still sell you like this Coors like heavy. So it's like Coors original. Right. And it's still like the buckskins It's still in the same color can. So they try to trick you into fucking buying it, but it's not the same. You can't fucking fool me. <laughs> Coors Canada. 
It's not the fucking same. It's Coors Original. It's not Coors Banquet. It's not the same thing. It tastes different. (laughs) I swear to God. So, anyway, there's my rant. Andy and I drink a lot of Bush Light and Natty Light in college. (laughs) Piss me Uh, off. That was the craziest thing when I went. When I first went to Iowa, it's because we drank so much Bush Light in college, but no, but no bars had it. Nobody had it but the grocery store. There was like and one the first bar time I was in Iowa, and that was it. And everybody. I looked around, and everybody in the place oh, yeah. was drinking Bush Light, and I'm like, "What kind of heaven have I stumbled into?" Oh yeah, dude. Here's a here's a funny Bush Light story. So Iowa, when when Iowa went to the Rose Bowl, uh, my senior year of college. Um, Let's not talk about how that game went for anybody who remembers. <laughs> Did not go well. But uh, we went to like the – they threw like an Iowa like tailgate uh, like the day before the game, which was New Year's Day. And it was at like the USS Iowa on the bay. And they had like beer vendors there. Mm-hmm. And they told them, you know, stock up on Bush Light. And we ran these guys out of Bush Light twice. Like they – they brought in like they're out, and then they brought in more kegs of bush, like, <clears throat> and then they ran out of that. <laughs> wow. They're like, "Who the fuck are these islands? Islands, you know, like who drinks this much bush?" Like, we do. What's your guys' beer beer of choice? Yeah. Maybe you can take that off if you want. Oh yeah, mine of choice would be a bush light and a keg. Oh yeah, and there a you keg? go. Really? Yeah, some, okay. of the best, on tap. some of the crispest beer we've ever had was uh, it was so cold and crisp at a party in college one time. It was Bush Light Keg beer. There you go. Really? Yeah. Out of but a track I don't much like, like draft beer. Oh, I love Honestly. draft beer. I, I hate candy. I'm a huge beer. draft I love beer guy. Really? Out of a bottle, like preferably out of a bottle. Yeah, whatever. Bottles it is, glass. Bottle. Yeah. But like, but like, I, I mean, I don't hate draft beer, but it's just like, like a keg. I, I like. Okay, I to me, draft beer is different than like a keg at a party. You know what I yeah. mean? Because it's not totally fucking uh, cold. It's just like right. <laughs> it's yeah. just like man, I put it in the fridge for like ten minutes. <laughs> That's how cold it is. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I would say for me, it's know. it's definitely um like it used to be natural light um in college. Like yeah. I used to drink a ton of financial light. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> but I, I even I hate to even admit this out loud, but I'm going to. As I've gotten older and as I've graduated uh, from college, I've become a bit bougie in my beer tastes, and I drink North Carolina, mm-hmm. especially in the Triangle, uh, but North Carolina in particular has a lot of craft breweries throughout the state, mm-hmm. and I've really gotten into like craft beer. And I hate to admit that because my college self would have punched me in the face for saying that, uh-huh. but but I do I do. I, <laughs> I, I like a good IPA. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the only thing. I, I don't think I'm mature enough yet for an IPA. <laughs> I think that's all it is. It's I nothing think... against IPAs. I'm just personally not <clears throat> mature enough to appreciate the IPA. <laughs> it's it, not all of them are good. Guys, some of them. Does so. it ever happen? Does it ever happen down in the states where like, um, you go to a function or something, and they're only like, say, they're sponsored by some kind of craft brewery in the area, and then all they got is craft beer? Does that happen? Does that happen, to you guys? Not that I'm aware of. No? Yeah. Oh, like, that's a thing, like, in Alberta. Like, if you go to, like, I've been to rodeos or things like that before, like, some kind of a function, and it's sponsored by X brewery. Yeah. You, and that's all you got. You got whatever. The IPA, the fucking, usually the honey ale or the red yeah. ale or something like that, and then, like, the lager. And, like, or or usually there's, like, a, a dark beer, like an, yeah. like a Guinness option. Right. I always go for the darkest one because that one I can get down. IPAs are are disgusting, but <laughs> just my my thing on craft beer. Recently, I've been trying them because I have this liquor store. I'm moving, mm-hmm. and uh, so the new place I'm moving to, there's a liquor store like right across the street. I'm moving. I'm moving oh. to the city, and uh, there's a liquor store like right like literally less than a block away. And they have a in the back of their walk-in beer cooler. There's a massive wall of single cans of craft beer. And that right there is how you sell craft beer. Because oh, yeah. I don't have to commit to a whole six pack. Yep. I can just try one, right? If you don't like it, that's, you don't like it. That's genius. Exactly. So yeah. I'm like, every time I go in there, I'll buy my regular or whatever I'm in, a, in there to get. And then I'm like, ah, like, hmm. It's about 130 different fucking cans of beer yeah. on the wall. Let me they, let me pick a couple. and you They know, have something similar at some grocery stores down here, like at the food line yeah. near my house. Like you can go in and get – they have like these collapsible six-pack yep. thing where you can get yep. like your own – like go and pick which ones you want. So, uh, like, uh, good idea. Kinda, yeah, 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 it's kind of cool. Like you don't have to go and commit to just Definitely. the same beer if you don't want to. 
Yeah, exactly. Because it's a pain in the ass to buy like a whole six or 15 pack or something like that. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, this tastes like dog shit. I don't want to. Did you say a 15 pack? Yeah. Is that a 15 packs? We have uh, sixers, 12 packs, and cases here. What? Well, 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 we got 18s, 20s, 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 and then a case is 30. Right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the 15 pack. Huh, most pack. actually most things yeah that's those are bottles but like most i mean here i got some natty light right here actually look at that hell yeah brother natty light 15, In the 15, 15 cans look at that there's french on there you bet <laughs> <laughs> brewed in canada that's a lie it probably wasn't but you know <laughs> well, that's, yeah. uh, that's the thing yeah, yeah i'm glad that made it. the podcast too I've never heard of a fifteen <laughs> a fifteen pack of beer, so that's interesting. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, we, I just started finding and drinking Lone Star beer up here. I don't know if you guys drank that before. They don't uh, fucking yeah. have that in Iowa. It's bullshit. They don't have it either. They have it so for like got, it's like a dollar at every bar in Texas. I guess the cheapest. Yeah. Yeah. It's cheaper than Bush Light is here, and it's good. And, and they don't good. have it here. Yeah, Lone Star beer, National Beer, Texas. Yeah. Watch this when I flip the fucking can over. It's all in French. Like if a Texan really saw that, <laughs> I think they'd fucking lose their mind. <laughs> it's all <laughs> yeah. French. Like that's the most anti-Texan thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> oh, no. Have you guys National ever National uh, Beer of Texas it? in French? Have y'all ever had Pearl uh, Pearl beer in a can? Uh-uh. I've so, never heard of that. So it's in a, it's from a, uh, what's it? David Allen Coe song. And I'd never, right. never seen it ever in my life, uh, being in North Carolina. Well, Andy, me and my brother were at the Mercury lounge in Tulsa uh-huh. uh, and we saw they had Pearl in a can. We were like, hell yeah, we're going to try this for the first time. No, not shitting you. We drank every single Pearl they had. It's <laughs> like, we, we drank them out of it that night, but it was like, it's, it's, it's an easy drinkable light beer. It's nothing. It's nothing okay. special, but it's it's just pretty cool. Like I've never seen them before. Were were those are those cheap too? Because I feel like they maybe yeah. had those in Texas too. Like oh, kind of yeah. like on the in same Austin. rack as the Lone Star. Yeah, yeah in Austin. In Austin, yeah, yeah. at the, there's a couple of beer, uh, bars on Sixth Street that have them. Yeah, thirty six for like oh, a, yeah. a dollar or two dollars or something ridiculous. Okay, I think I feel like I probably right. did have them. Yeah, have them there. And the Lone it's Stars, ridiculous. they got like what little riddles on the cap or something. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. It's ridiculous how cheap beer and smokes and all that fun stuff is down in the States compared to up here. It's amazing. <laughs> well, we were just talking about this with one that, of our other amazing. guests. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Okay. All right. Do you guys, do you guys chew? Uh, no, we, I, I we used to, we used to do uh, a lot of dip, but not really anymore. Guess how much a can of chew costs up here. Uh, I'm going to take a guess that. So around here, I'm gonna add a little bit. I'm gonna say it's probably seven or eight bucks. Oh, that's that's how much it is in Iowa. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like for, uh, upwards of forty dollars Canadian. What the fuck? Yeah. Canadian. That's like twenty eight or twenty six. So America. that's so forty is twenty nine eighty nine American dollars. Jeez, <laughs> that'll, uh, <laughs> that'll make me not want to do it real quick. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, I don't shoot uh, a lot, but. Go ahead, That's what sorry. it costs in New England here, like up in the Northeast. Yeah. It's like twenty yeah. to twenty-five dollars a can. I guess it's just to get it up there, eh? Like I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Well, I, so I don't know how it is in Canada, like with the way your our taxes government. are pretty fucked, though. Yeah. So, like for yeah. here, it's like it's a state's issue. So it's like the certain right. have uh, what I think is called an excise tax or whatever. So some states are way more expensive for the sin taxes mm-hmm. with alcohol and and tobacco than they are in other states like north carolina it's not that expensive like you can probably get a can for less than four bucks yeah that's kind of like like uh, up here yeah it varies from province to province but yeah i mean it's at least here in alberta that's how much it costs for chew and like all of our cigarette packages like all the packaging has to be generic it's all like brown with like really regular fonts and oh yeah like it's like you can't have like we were just talking. We were just talking about this with the guy from Forty Nine Winchester. Uh, you, you like, you can't. You, you know how a, a pack of American Spirits say has yeah. like the logo and all the shit on it. Like, we can't have that. Like, it's all like it's brown packaging with like Times New Roman font, and then there's usually a picture of like a dirty old fucked up lung or something like <laughs> something gross on it to like make you not want to smoke. That's what 
is on the cigarette packs. I'd be interested <laughs> to see if that's actually had an effect on stopping people from doing it. Dude, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, when I would. come, when I come down there yeah. in a, in a little bit to, uh, to see Mike and shit, I'm going to bring a couple pack of packs of smokes just for fun. Just to, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I'm going to, I'm going to leave the pack. You can keep the package and do whatever you want with it. <laughs> I'll <laughs> Have smoke it in your it. house. That's what'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we will smoke the cigarettes. Yes. But you can keep the package and then you can show it to people as a, as a conversation piece. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But damn, yeah, I, that's, funny. that's it. It's funny how things are so different in each. Yeah, it's crazy. Man. Of that stuff, but yeah, no well, shit. I guess, uh, that probably wraps up this, this episode. Sounds good. Um, yeah. Like I appreciate you guys yeah. taking the time. And if you guys want to kind of like Dude, plug, your, plug your podcast and everything, tell us where sure. everybody can find you. You can find it, uh, obviously on Apple, Apple podcasts and Spotify. Of course, we're on uh stitcher, Google podcasts, like pretty much wherever you can get a podcast I radio. To find us yeah. iHeartRadio, radio yeah that's another one um but yeah search us up enjoy the show find somebody you've heard of or somebody you want to find out more about and listen to an episode check it out you can give us a follow on twitter instagram facebook all that good stuff and uh yeah i think that's pretty much yeah. it we've got i'm working on a website so there will be a website yeah. soon but Otherwise, uh, yeah, that's pretty much where we're at at this point. Come yell at us on social media or whatever you want to do. We're yeah, that's ready. always fun. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Well, again, we, uh, like, we like it. Sitting here with uh, Mike and Garrett from the Hippies and Cowboys podcast. I appreciate you guys coming on. Yeah, thank you. Man. Yeah, thanks for having us. Guys. Fun. We'll, we'll do this. Yeah, we'll fun. do this again. Hell yeah, man. I'd love to have you guys on again. So I enjoyed it. Sure. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah, let's do it. All right. See you next time. Yeah.